0: Welcome to Frankly Speaking. In today's podcast, we discuss pathogen ingression into our feed mills with clean feed expert Matt Altmaugh, ANCHOC's technical services manager. At EuroTier 2022, Matt presented on how we can best use current available technologies to effectively mitigate production costs and disease. Rising costs of feed and energy are having a strong effect on poultry and other animal production. In tandem with these cost pressures, the poultry market is facing additional pressure as a result of the worst ongoing avian influenza outbreak on record. Pathogens such as salmonella, which still have a huge impact, equivalent to approximately 3 billion euros per annum within the European Union, make it increasingly important to ensure safe feed and food. Clostridia perfringens is another pathogen causing large losses to the industry. Research shows as much as 37% of all flocks have some form of necrotic enteritis, which in its subclinical form can cost $0.50 to $1.50 per bird. As a result, it's critical for us to take a holistic look at our production systems and identify where we can make impactful interventions.
1: So how do pathogens enter this production chain? There's a multitude of variations. There's differences in how they are deemed. So I want to talk to you about two sort of main types of pathogen ingression. One is nodal and the other is hub. So if we go into a nodal infection point, that would be ingression into one specific house. So this does have financial implications, but it can be very easily isolated. So let's use Salmonella as an example again. It comes in on a darkening beetle, for example. You've got the one house. So the financial and logistic implications are not massive. It can be overcome. If we move on to hub ingression, now, a very, very good example of this is a vertical transmission salmonella in heron flocks, And this is the main reason we vaccinate. And it's something we'll always do because if you look at the implication, very quickly you've gone to almost catastrophe where you've got the entire operation ingressed. And that is not an easy one to overcome. This comes with grand risk, amongst other things as well. So if we look at feed and how feed can be an issue, now we know feed is a fomite, you can see there's plenty of work showing from viruses to bacterium and how it can survive in feed. But feed itself is a fairly hostile environment for pathogens, you know, it's fairly neutral, you've got all these things. But as testing is evolving, we're finding out a lot more, as we all expect, as science moves on, we move on. And. The a piece of work I want to highlight is the last one in 2022 by Dr. Hickey Shariat in the UGA in the U.S. So she's been doing population genomics on salmonella cerevars in feedstuffs and raw materials. Now, if we look at traditional testing methodologies, you'll run it all the way through and you'll come out and you'll have the most dominant serovar that is there. So that would be the serovar thriving and proliferating in the feed environment. What Nikki Shariak's work has shown, that that is not the only one there. She's shown up to 11 different cerevars in meat and bone meal and other protein sources. So the conclusions you can start to draw from this is exactly what I said, where you've got pathogens proliferating in different environments. So you might be having a pathogen that is causing salmonella or Clostridium, and you're not picking it up in feed because the traditional testing methodology is not picking it up. But it is there and as the pH of the gut changes you start to allow these bacteria to start developing so let's have a look at how feed and feed in the nodal and hub module that we've just discussed around aggression as you can see feed is a particularly large hub and feed is a hub that also trans, goes trans generation because 90 percent of the time you've got feed mills feeding different generations your parents stock, your progeny and it's something that it's a, somewhere you can make a very impactful. Intervention. So, as I said about these headwinds that are ongoing and all of this, we need to find places where we can almost get, for lack of a better term, bang for our buck. We want to get as much out of one intervention rather than doing 10 million ones. Let's try to do one that covers a lot of ground. So, let's talk about microbial contamination in feed. Historically, as I mentioned, we've always looked at it very much in the feed safety aspect around the Salmonella, there's been work showing AI virus and the ASF virus, survival in feed, and it's always been a focus point of that. So let's turn this around under the guise of digging in our toolbox that we currently have and see what we can do. So let's look at microbial contamination of feed in terms of performance. So Highline has done quite a bit of work on this, and they've shown that in a few case of enteritis can lose up to 18 eggs per bird per cycle. So that's a significant loss. It's a dozen and a half per bird on a million bird operation, you know, these start scaling up quite, quite quickly and quite rapidly. So what do we have in our toolbox that we can do this? And the start point is we need to fundamentally look, for me I'm fairly logical and practical, we need to fundamentally look at how we can make interventions. So how do we clean feed up and where does feed start? The feed manufacturing process does not start at the mill. It starts at the grains in the field and transport, all the way up to the point of consumption by the bird. And because of this, you've got three distinct phases in the feed manufacturing process. One of them is the raw material intake. The other one is the actual manufacturing process, the ones that arrived at the feed mill up until the finished silo. And then the third phase is the actual delivery of feed and making sure it gets to the bird in one piece. And because we've gone into three distinct phases, we can now set specific methodologies to use in each phase and specific technologies we already have. So for raw material intake, as I said, we start in the field, we're gonna pick up so with away wheat or maize, you're gonna be picking up pathogens all along the track. So your two main methodologies need to be focused around prevention, preventing
0: pathogen ingression into the milk. Rising costs of feed and energy are having a strong effect on poultry and other animal production. In tandem with these cost pressures, the poultry market is facing additional pressure as a result of the worst ongoing avian influenza outbreak on record.